Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 86 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. So have you been on the fence about taking control of your finances and paying off your debt? Basically, doing everything that we talk about on this show, are you using that worn out old excuse that it's just not the right time for me to do this stuff? I got to tell you, this excuse keeps so many people on the fence. And today we're going to be busting through it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. And welcome to today's show. By the way, as we're recording this, we are going through uh, our Life Without Payments Summer Workshop Week. And speaking of our social uh, platforms, we've been getting a ton of messages about the podcast in the workshop. So for those of you who are uh, our listeners and giving us that awesome feedback, we uh, genuinely do appreciate it. Uh, it's been awesome to hear a lot of what you know this podcast has helped you do is get started, get out of debt, feeling more confident. Uh, you know exactly what you should be working on. And uh, to hear from all of you guys, man, we put a lot of work into this and it's uh, it means a lot to us that you guys are giving us that feedback. So we appreciate it. So today, uh, this is kind of timely because, you know, during our summer workshop week, um, and again, I know this episode is airing after workshop week is over, but uh, this, is this is a time of uh, basically in our business where we hear this excuse a lot. Like it's, it's just not the right time. You know, uh, Roots Personal Finance, which is my online uh, membership site, accountability and support program that we offer. We open that up four times a year. And uh, it's a closed membership, so essentially, you know, we, we close it down and, and we focus solely on just the members that are in the program. We don't have it open all the time, uh, which gives us the opportunity to really kind of dive into our members and making sure that they, they get the results that they want to see. Um, so, but when we open it up, you know, we obviously give other people the opportunity to join. And, and one of the one, number one excuses that we hear on why people don't join is, um, you know, it's just not the right time or I don't have time. It is by far the number one excuse that we hear. Amber, would you agree? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm totally guilty of doing the same thing for things. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a, it, Time is just such an easy excuse to use because genuinely, we are all busy, right? We are all busy. And I, I totally get it. It is so easy to say that I just don't have time. And, I, and I've used it. Um, but I, I've tried to use it when it's actually true, right? Wait, I just said that. And I'm the one who admitted on the last podcast that I can watch five hours of yeah, TV in a exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing that we got to think about is like, you know, you, you say it's just not the right time or you don't have time. Then what are you spending your time on? Because we talk a lot about this show, like money is money and personal finance are like a ripple effect for your life. And, and that's why. This is such a big deal. It isn't that money is the most important thing. It, it it helps make the most important things more important, though, because if you're not having to worry about financial stress and debt and payments and all that other garbage and, and anxiety and all that stuff that goes along with this, like you can put your emotional energy into other stuff. And when you're saying that I don't have time or it's just not the right time to do some of this stuff, I mean, basically what you're saying is that ultimately your finances just aren't important to you, which by saying that, you're also saying a lot of the other areas in your life aren't important to you. I mean, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you've heard the, the statistics on how money and personal finance is connected to so many different areas of our lives. It's connected to our careers, our relationships, uh, our, our, our mental stability, how we sleep. I mean, we can go on and on and on. 
So today I want to kind of bust through this and and hopefully help some of you kind of start pushing through some of this because um, I think as as humans, we think that, you know, we can trick ourselves into, into saying that there's going to be a right time to do this, right? Like there's just going to, everything's going to fall in place and, and there's the stars are going to align and there's going to be a big neon sign that says, now is the time to start, right? But a lot of people will say, it's just not the right time. And what do they say? It's I'm too tired or I don't have time or it's too late for me. Uh, I'm not capable. I'm afraid I will fail. I'm too scared. I don't have the money. And at the end of the day, these are just excuses that are just going to keep you broke. I mean, they really are. Uh, in a lot of cases, yeah, I get that change is hard. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that. But, man, you've, you've got to face some of these things. Where were you guys at with this? Like, what do you guys think? Do you guys use this as an excuse when it came to your debt? Or, or was it just that you just didn't really care too much about it? I mean, my top two excuses were my kids. My kids deserve to have a nice house. My kids deserve to go on nice vacations. I don't want to deprive my kids. It was all about our kids. Like we just felt like we owed it to, owed it to them. So it was like easy to kick the can down the road because taking them to Disney and giving my kids the Disney experiences was more important because that's what we felt we owed. So it was always the excuse. Um, that was just for me, that was probably our biggest one that we continued to use um, all the time. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think, um, you know, k- kids are a big one. I mean, e- even I'll, I'll just say selfishly, it was me too. <laughs> I, I wanted the nice stuff, you know? Uh, I also I also always use the excuse like, well, everybody everybody else is doing it, so I'm, I'm just going to join them, right? And that, that kept me stuck big time. And the carrot at the end of the stick was like, well, when we get our next, like, we get a raise, then, then we'll be in a better position. Like we make a little bit more money, then we'll be in a better position. So it was always that reason to not do it was there's just always something I'm waiting for to make it work better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think another thing too, is that a lot of people get stuck in in this misery cycle, you know, and I think we, we trick ourselves into using that common saying of, well, things will just work themselves out. It'll, it, it, it'll figure itself out. Well, that, that doesn't happen though. That That's a lie. Like you're, you're lying to yourself thinking that you're accidentally going to start budgeting. You're accidentally going to have a savings account. You're accidentally going to get out of debt. Like it's, it's not going to happen on accident. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Darren Hardy and I'm going through one of his uh, training programs this year. Uh, and it was in one of the modules there today. And it was talking about facing your fears and, and, you know, having the courage to face your fears and he had three good sayings that I want to share with all of you guys here on po- on the podcast. He says, what you resist persists. I thought that was so good. What you resist persists. And, and it's so true. Like if you resist working on your finances, they are persistently going to get worse. <laughs> like it's just going to happen. Uh, he also says, what you avoid also expands. What you avoid expands. It gets worse, right? And then he said, what you step into begins to dissipate. And that is... That ultimately is what we're looking at doing is taking those small steps here. And the, you know, you don't have to take these big giant leaps out of the gate. Just take small steps, start working on some of this stuff slowly, but surely, and your financial life will improve. Um, but what's the underlying really reason for some of these excuses? And, and honestly, at the end of the day, most of us, it, it's just easier to stay comfortable. I mean, even if comfortable kind of sucks, it really is. Uh, getting outside your comfort zone is, uh, is not fun for a lot of people. And in fact, uh, your brain doesn't like you to go there either because it's your brain's natural ability just to protect you from things that you're not sure of, things that you don't understand, um, things that are different. Because again, it goes back to, you know, 
fight or flight, right? I mean, it's it's trying to protect you from making some of those decisions. So, you know, at the end of the day, you got to just face that and say, okay, I I, I know I know that this is going to be hard. I know there's going to be emotion involved in this. In fact, when we have people join Roots, they'll say, Brad, I, I'm just really emotional about this. And I'm like, well, heck yeah, you're going to be. I mean, there's a lot of emotion wrapped up into what you've been dealing with. You're going to feel that. I mean, that's normal. It's okay to feel that way. In fact, if you're feeling that way, it's actually a good sign that you're walking in the direction that you should be. Because if you're not feeling it, it means that you're totally comfortable and you're not willing to change your ways. But people who are starting to feel that pain of change are actually beginning to start starting to do something about it, which is really, really great. Also, the other thing is, is that, you know, things rarely get better just by waiting. You know, um, people often wait until a crisis to make changes. And this is, I, I hate, this is one part I hate about my job is that I wish more people would reach out and ask for help when they would, when they, when they say they're doing okay, like I'm doing okay. I'm not really hurting, but things could be better, right? Because if you can come and say that you need help in that situation, you have a ton more options and a lot more wiggle room and flexibility. And you have also have the ability to make some really great progress right out of the gate. But when you start everything from a crisis situation, man, you have got to put everything into it. Now, I understand a lot of people say there's, you know, there's no better motivation than, you know, than desperation, right? And, and I, I agree with that to a certain extent. But at the same time, if you can start training yourself to accept help when you don't really feel like you ultimately 100% need it all the time, and you can look at some areas in your life and say, I probably don't absolutely need to do this, but maybe we should. Like marriage counseling is a perfect one, right? How many divorces would be prevented <laughs> if people went and got marriage counseling before they actually needed marriage counseling, right? <laughs> I mean, if you think about that, and the same thing goes to your finances, how many people would it be more successful getting out of debt, having control of their finances if they did it when they weren't living paycheck to paycheck or they weren't losing their job or, you know, it, and it wasn't this crisis. So keep that in mind. Things rarely get better just by waiting and, and letting themselves work out. Like you're going to eventually have to step up and say, okay, I need to take control of this and we need to take responsibility for this and start taking some action. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be uh, right back and we're going to talk a little bit about how you can start busting through some of this with just some step-by-step -step tips. Stay tuned. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But do you know why planners frustrate me? Because they only really get it half right. Now, sure, they're really good and fancy about helping you manage your time, which is really important, obviously. That's what a planner's for. But where they get it wrong is money, the second most valuable resource in our lives. Most planners don't include any financial planning, things like you know, keeping track of paydays, bills, due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, and goal planning, right? None of that stuff. That's a real pain. And then what? Then you got to create your own and some silly binder, right? And who has time for all of that stuff? So instead, what happens? Nothing, right? A lot of people tend to ignore their finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends today because I am so excited to announce and release my brand new, totally awesome debt freedom planner. This thing's awesome, by the way. Now, before you say, Brad, I've already got a planner. This is not an ordinary day planner. This is the Debt Freedom Planner, which is a companion tool that works with your day planner, and it's built to help you manage your money, pay off more debt, 
and melt away financial stress. And, and I believe this is the tool that a lot of people who want to take control of their finances have been waiting for. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu to get access to your planner today. Hey guys, we are back talking about the boring excuse and worn out excuse of it's just not the right time to work on some of this stuff. So how can you bust through some of these excuses? Well, number one is I think the first thing that you can do is just take it slow. And, um, you know, we're, we're really big on this inside roots and, and everything that we share is that, you know, for a lot of people, personal finance is a pretty tough topic. It's stressful. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, and what we tend to do is we think we got to attack it all at once and you just don't need to do that. And, uh, there's a lot of power in just getting started. Uh, you know, taking those tiny steps to, to build that early confidence and, and confidence at the end of the day is a result of just small successes. That's where it comes from. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not confident in my finances. Like I don't feel secure. And I'm like, well, there's a big reason for that. When's the last time you've gotten any wins? Well, it's been a while. I live paycheck to paycheck, right? So starting small, starting, starting with things that you know that you can achieve, you know, again, building that small emergency fund, getting started with budgeting, you know, doing a lot of the small little things that we talk about on the show are going to help you get those little successes early on and start building that confidence. And, and naturally, the more confidence that you get, the more you're going to be willing to do, right? Uh, in fact, we find that a lot of people who go through our program and they get started with this when they first start, like it's, it's a tough go. But once they start getting those wins, we actually start hearing people say, Brad, I am getting addicted to paying off my debt. But yet 90 days ago, when they first started, they were like, you know, they're, they're scared. They're like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to figure all this stuff out. And a lot of people actually say, I can't even believe how much progress I've been able to make. Um, I never would have believed this. I'm sure someone listening right now thinks you're crazy by saying I'm getting addicted to paying off my debt. I know, but right? it is so true. <laughs> I, I We went through the same thing. We paid off a couple and we're like, Ooh, let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Up next, we're going to talk a little bit about embracing your feel or your fear of failure, and and this is a this is a common one. Um, you know, uh, I'll have people who email me when you know when Roots opens or or you know they're they're baiting on joining, and I'll I'll often hear this, Brad. I I'm afraid this is just going to be one of those things again that you know I'm going to join or I'm going to participate in. I'm just not going to do anything with it, or I'm just going to fail. Um, but but ultimately the the. The only way you fail is is when you quit and you choose to do nothing. That's failure. Um, you know, you have to walk into anything new that you're going to try doing and understand that you're going to suck at it. And that's okay. Like so many people are just like, I've got to be, my wife's like this. She, she'll do this and I'm going to throw her under the bus. But she's like, I don't like to be bad at things. That's why I won't try certain things because I don't want to be bad at it. Well, the only way to get good is by being bad, right? <laughs> no, nobody walks into something and is just like, I'm so great at this. In fact, man, go back to episode one when we started this podcast. I'm sure it sounds <laughs> awful. I'm sure it's terrible, right? When we first started this podcast, like none of us had any clue what we're doing. We probably still don't right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like you, you, if, if you went to episode one and then listened to like these episodes, like you can hear there's a different confidence level in the voices and how we're talking and how we're going through the show. It's like, well, we didn't do that on day one. You know, it was a, it was a learning process. And, and this is no different. Like people ask Brad, you know, don't you get nervous when you have to go speak in front of a lot of people or you do your workshops or, or when you guys do your podcast, like I could never, I could never do any of that stuff. And I always think to myself, and I used to get nervous about that stuff, but now I'm like, 
what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like, who cares? Most people are so selfish in the sense that they're only thinking about themselves. Like, no one's going to care if you mess up, right? So the same thing comes with your finances. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen if you try to attempt to make things better? Yeah, you may mess up here and there. Big deal. But I can guarantee you, you're going to be much further along by getting started than saying, I'm not going to do anything at all, right? So just expect that failure is going to come. Failure is actually a good sign. It means that you're going to start to get those wins. Uh, The other thing is, too, is just don't overthink it. Like, seriously, this is another thing that gets most people stuck, too. And this is why we have the Debt Freedom Success Path and and teaching people just this basic recipe and, and process of just how to do this. Because when you're looking at Oh, uh, what debt should I pay off first? And I have no emergency fund. And sh- when should I start investing? And when, you know, what what kind of um, you know uh, life insurance should I have? You know, they're starting to think about all of this other stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't overthink everything. Let's just break this down and make it very, very simple. And, and especially a lot of the stuff that we tend to worry about, most of it never even happens anyways. So when you finally make the decision that you're going to get started, just commit to it. And again, commit to just making those small little changes on a daily basis. And and if you do, that's where the wins are going to come from is just taking it small. I think going back to the fear and failure, I think this is where a lot of people struggle. And I know we struggled for a while, especially starting out is um, I see people sometimes post about, Hey, I'm going to do my first budget. Any tips? It's like, yeah, just know that it's probably not going to work out the first one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, or six times you do it. Cause I remember when we started doing it, I mean, there were like the debt fairies out there that are like, well, guess what? Your dishwasher is going to break this month. The first month you wrote a budget just because we don't want you to get out of debt, Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I swear that stuff happens. So just know that writing it, the writing it is the success. Don't look at it as, oh, see, cause I, I know when we did it early before we really committed to getting out of debt, it was like, see, this budget stuff doesn't work. I tried it one month. It didn't work. Yeah. It's just keep with it. And over the course of time, by the time we hit the six month mark, it really started working. So yeah, those first six months, there were a lot of times where we could have pulled the plug and said, see, I told you it doesn't work, but it's just reevaluate, get a little better at it. And pretty soon you'll be really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, we have a term uh, in roots when we have people do their, it's like you, your goal, when we go through the budget module is to just get your first crappy budget done. That's what we call it. And by calling it a crappy budget, they expect that it's going to be crappy and it's going to be, and that's okay. We're not expecting it to be perfect and it's never going to be there. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, another thing you can do too is, is find a high performance group. Find, find people who are doing this stuff. Like again, that's why our groups, Live Without Payments and the Debt Free Dad community and even our, uh, our exclusive Roots community group for our, our Roots members, that's why these groups exist. Um, because accountability and support is, is super important in all of this. Uh, money is such a taboo topic and it's not something that a lot of people are open and, and willing to talk about, especially when it comes to if they're not doing well with it. Like I, it, I can probably count on one hand how many people I've had an open discussion with and they willingly brought up the fact that they suck at money, right? Uh, now that I'm a financial coach, more people open up to me and tell me. But before that, like nobody talks about this stuff. Like friends and family don't openly just say, hey, I'm broke, I'm struggling, help me, right? Nobody says any of that stuff. So by finding a high performance group though, these people are going to encourage you to, Hey, there's other people who one are struggling with a lot of the same things that I'm struggling with. And you can stop beating yourself up for that. And two, these people are doing some pretty amazing things. You can look at them as examples. You can cheat off their paper and say, what things are they doing? And that I can use to start, uh, you know, uh, improving my finances. The other thing too, is when it comes to a high performance group, you also got to be, you know, I mean, really conscious of the group that you're hanging out with now. Like, are these people encouraging you to use this excuse that you don't have time and 
And are you afraid of separating yourself from, you know, the herd? And uh, in fact, in, in our Life Without Payments workshop, we had someone ask about that. So, Brad, what do you do about social influence when, the, when that social influence is, has a negative effect on your finances? Plain and simple, you got to break up with it. Like you got to, you got to get out of that situation, or or that association is is going to keep you stuck. There's no question about it. So again, at the end of the day, guys, it's just an excuse. You do have the time, and there's never going to be a perfect time to start. And from what my experience, and from people that I've worked with, and other successful people that I've gotten to meet, uh, successful people make the most of, you know, uh, not the perfect time. You know, they they don't use that excuse. They say they know that it's never going to be the perfect time. But if it's something that I want to do, I've got to make the time, carve it out my day, like this is when we're going to work on some of this stuff. Hey, hey, what's inside? I thought this was a party. Let's dance! All right, all right. That sound means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we're kicking it off with Lauren Jackson, Laura is one of our Roots members who's been on this journey for quite some time, and this is super exciting. She's got an extra $500 to her car loan, only $7,989 until freedom. You know she's counting down those days. That's awesome. Good for you, Lauren. Natasha Jones paid off two credit cards this week, two down, three to go, then to tackle the larger debts. Awesome. Congratulations, Natasha. Kelsey Warmsbecker, it's official. No more car payments. Now to do mock car payments into my savings account. Yeah, that is awesome. Huge congratulations to you, Kelsey. Those paid for cars are are quite sweet. Good for you. Uh, Shay Hale paid off my finger hut bill and rolled that payment into paying off my medical bill. Huge congratulations to you. That's awesome. Christina Susui Sarp, I am in a position financially to leave work for two weeks, covered by a partner, so I can volunteer as a disaster responder. My goal is to do two responses a year. That is awesome. awesome. So there you go. There's an example. Christina went through a program, saving and paid off over two hundred forty-five thousand um, dollars, and and here she is being able to do volunteer work and and do the things she wants. That's awesome. Great job. Uh, Chantel Perone, we officially have less than $80,000 left in debt, not including the mortgage. That is incredible. Yep. Huge progress. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our YouTube show. So please give us a like or leave us some honest feedback on this video. And if you want the latest from the show, obviously be sure to hit that notification bell and subscribe to our channel. And for the latest resources, or if you want more information on how to kick debt and financial stress, please be sure to check out the links in this video or head over to therealdebtfreedad.com. We'll see you guys on an upcoming show. Take care.